You know it's funny. People on the outside don't really get what's going on. But they always got something to say. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey Podcast, where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. I'm recording this episode at 9.09 a.m., now 9.10, so I decided to switch it up. I have this coffee that I've, uh, I'm really excited about. It's Don Pablo bourbon-infused coffee. Got it from Costco. I saw it one day on Instagram. They do a, an amazing job of marketing things to me that they think that I will want. Like Usually, it's something that I want because I have a bourbon brand. I do a lot of whiskey hashtags. I like a lot of whiskey pictures, and so... I end up getting marketing like like this. So yeah, um, pretty good, pretty good coffee. Got it in a bullet mug to stay consistent with the um, with the theme of my podcast, just to maintain the integrity of narratives over wine and whiskey. Even without the whiskey in the mug, you can still taste a, a, a great flavor of Kentucky bourbon. So I, if you like whiskey but don't feel like drinking in the morning, like I usually don't, then I'd say go go to Costco, grab a, a canister of this coffee, this whole bean coffee. I didn't know that when I purchased it. I didn't have a coffee grinder, and so I had to go buy one. Today's episode is a challenging one for me because it, it hit way too close to home. This past weekend... There was a officer-involved shooting in Durham, North Carolina. Now, the shooting happened, depending on, it happened two or three minutes away from my house. The officer who was shot, the law enforcement officer, is a sheriff's deputy, and he has been and will be thankfully a good friend of mine let me look through yeah known known him for my entire life nearly like for as long as i can remember i've known this brother and 17 rounds were fired into his off-duty vehicle i'm not giving it giving out any information that i don't see in the news that's why i have to um keep looking at the article but 17 rounds were fired into his vehicle. He was taken to to the hospital. Injuries were non-life-threatening, thankfully. On Sunday, I communicated with him via text. It happened the day before. You know when um, Rick Ross or Drake or one of them said, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym? This guy was. From playing sports together, elementary together or against each other elementary school through high school we both lost our fathers earlier than natural because as black men in america we're not expected to live as long of lives as as white men and this i'm I'm probably going to stumble through this episode because it's just off the off the top of my head it's my boy Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know how I feel about 
police malfeasance and brutality and this, that, and the other. I don't believe that people who dishonor their roles should be officers. You're not protecting the community. My boy was and is and will continue to do community service. And I'm not I'm not on the force. I don't serve um, in that capacity. Not in, in his patrol car every day. But I know how he was raised. I know the kind of man he is. I've prayed with him. He's been in my home. I've been in his home. You know, we, we try to have coffee about once a month, but COVID is, is going on right now. And knowing that, knowing his character, knowing his integrity, knowing his heart for service, knowing and seeing the work that he does in the projects of Durham, North Carolina, in trying to bring officers out to be community police officers before they're punitive law enforcement officers. I find it hard to believe that he will put that kind of effort into communities that he wants to destroy. There are there are police officers who don't care as much as he does. There are sheriff's deputies who don't care as much as he does. There are FBI agents and whatever other branch of law enforcement you want to talk about that don't care as much as this brother does. And so for him to, you know, to be targeted in this way, it really frustrates me because this is this is one of the good guys. Now, have there been times where he had to use force and, and take a, a um, an assailant or a suspect down? I'm sure. Are there times where he had to make sure he made it home at night? I'm sure. But the brother, I'm, I'm speaking from the faith I have in the relationship that he has with God. The brother never did it with malicious intent. The brother never said, I'm going to take the life of this person or I'm going to injure this person because I want to assert my authority we gotta stop Like we have to on both sides right on both sides of the fence we have to start talking to one another we have to realize that sometimes someone is just doing their job and the system is, is foul I think we can all agree that this system is wrong the time that they give some people for minor infractions is wrong. I get it. But you could have taken a black man from his children. Like for for doing his job. For yeah, for helping to pay the bills in his household, you all decided, hey, I'm going to Hold him accountable. And I don't I don't know. This could have been a random act of violence, but I find it damn hard to believe that an off-duty officer gets 17 shots fired into his off-duty vehicle randomly. While oh yeah. Folks. Stop it. Let, let's change this thing. Officers, work in the community. Individual.
individuals who are breaking laws, unjust or not, let's let's try to find another way. Like this system is set up for us to fail. It's set up for all of us to fail. Outside of the ultra rich, the system is set up for us to fail, to divide and conquer, to pit us against one another. An officer is closer to being in the financial situation that a criminal is in than they are to being in the financial situation that America's richest people are. My homeboy could have died this weekend. My homeboy who was in his personal vehicle could have had his children in the vehicle with him this weekend. Another black man could have lost his life. I don't have any clue as to who opened fire, their race, their financial situation, you know, their social status, their level of education. I just know that another black man could have died and black children could have been fatherless. One of the people who is advocating for the black community could have been taken from us prematurely because someone, black, white, brown, green, I don't care their color, someone decided that they wanted to attack him when he was just living life. Like outside of the, outside of, of, his professional capacity they attacked him as a civilian and I just thank God that he made it out I don't hate police I don't hate criminals I hate the system that made us feel that we should one have to commit crimes in order to survive because there are people who do it because they feel like this is their only option um And then I hate the system that makes those officers fear for their lives, thus making us fear for our lives, and it's it's cyclical. I remember when I was um when I was pulled over for the first time, I was terrified because I had seen so many things in the news that told me. I would not make it out of here alive. And I was I was I was shook. It was not a good feeling. And that feeling comes from statistics. Those statistics come from the media that pushes them out. But also the media pushes them out causing the statistics. Like it's a it's a crazy game. And it's intentional. Folks, this is this is just how I feel today. Someone that I love was put into harm's way. And I don't care about his profession. I don't care about his race at this moment. Well, I I, I do care because it is another black man. What I care about is someone I care about could have been taken from me. And if if you can't get with that, you might need to check your humanity. Because that's what I'm here for. I'm here... For expanding narratives that expose our humanity. I hope y'all have a great 
great day. I hope that you are able to reflect on where we are as a nation, um, black folks, where we are as a race, millennials, where we are as a generation. How are we going to change this thing? Because it's on us. Like I don't want my kids to deal with the same stuff that we're dealing with. I don't want my nephews and my niece to deal with the same stuff we're dealing with. It's 2020 and 2030. I don't want to be having these same conversations. When we say, when we say defund the police, I, I've never, I don't think I've ever, I might've talked about it once or twice on here because there's the, there's the, um, the very distinct difference. If you understand the use of language, there's a, there's a difference between defund and I didn't mean to go here today, but I'm going to. There's a difference between defund and abolish, right? So when I want to take some money and reallocate it and create better schools and counseling services and things that prevent police from having to work as hard, I think that makes sense, right? Because we don't have the social services in place that are actually functional and actually creating change in the community that we should have. We're not able to pay the best therapists to help people with the, the worst problems like really why do the people with the most resources have access to the best therapists when it's the people who have the fewest resources that really need the people who should be getting paid the most to help with these problems like we pay the people who work on a civic level the least to do the work that is needed the most so when we need to reallocate funds I think that makes sense but if someone breaks into my home, I also need to be able to call someone who can remove that person from my home or remove the threat of that person from my community and get them help, right? So I'm, our prison system is really foul, but I'm not going there today either. What I'm saying is the system has to change. But that change isn't going to come by targeting individuals. We have to go to our representatives and say, do this because we say so, or you won't have a job in two to four years. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in my bag right now a little bit too much. I, gotta, I got some work to do. <laughs> um, stop shooting, folks. Boom, that's it. Everybody stop shooting people. If everybody stops shooting people, we will not have no problems. Like, stop shooting people, stop pulling knives at people. Like, we're adults. I know there are, there are kids who commit crimes too, but we are adults. If you're listening to this show, you're an adult. Use your words. Why, why am I talking to you like you're three? Use your damn words. Hey, I messed up. I committed this crime. I take responsibility. I need help. Hey, I can't find a job. I'm about to have to rob somebody. I need help. Hey, there aren't educational programs in my community. I feel like I have to sell drugs. I need help. On the opposite side of things. Hey, I see you have issues. I want to help. Or... Let's keep it real, right? Hey, your problems aren't a priority to me. 
I don't care. I won't help. Cool. Say that too, because then we won't elect you next time. Use your words. Use them with integrity. Let's change the fabric of America, or we can watch it fail. I'm out. Peace. Thanks for tuning in today. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Narrow Podcast. That's N-A-R-R-O-W Podcast. Additionally, we love reviews, constructive criticism, feedback, and any topics you'd like to hear in the future. Thank you for your support. Catch you again next week, same time, same place. Peace. The Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniels Development and Branding, LLC, here for all of your fundraising, creative direction, and storytelling needs.